warning. This podcast occasionally contains strong language, which may be unsuitable for children, and contain heavy topics which may be offensive to some listeners. This recording is intended for mature audiences only. Trigger warnings are placed in the description. Thank you for listening. Welcome aboard, Captain. I will begin enabling transmissions right away. We have hijacked the signal. The star jammer is transmitting at 100%. Broadcast countdown begins now. Okay, so, howdy, hi, everybody. We're back to Transit Planet Reef Books. Today we start with The Shining, yeah. or for copyright purposes, The Shining. Yeah, happy 2024. <laughs> happy 2024. We're starting strong. I know, it's like a big fucking one day. <laughs> Shining, written in 1977 by Stephen King. We're back in the Stephen King train. Yep. yep, we are. Here we go. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King. And the cocaine era. Was it the cocaine era? I one? think so. Yeah, so I it think was so. all the cocaine. Era. <laughs> I think so. Every era is a cocaine era. <laughs> I know, like when he was writing Misery, like they say that that's also in. But I'm like, mm, I know some of his other books too. I don't know if you've read some of those, but no, I mean, like even in the eighties when he started getting the uh, directing bug, he directed Maximum Overdrive, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was just like a cocaine induced. What? Fever dream? Yeah. yeah you're like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't see it. You haven't <laughs> seen Maximum Overdrive? No. Oh, oh, man. It's, yeah, it's something. It's the one with the Green Goblin, uh, 18 winter. Yeah. Don't you give me that face. I haven't seen it. I say I haven't seen it, and you're like, yeah, it's this woman with this, remember? You, you, I haven't seen it. No, I'm just saying, you, you probably see that truck, or pictures of that truck. You tell me that, I think Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah. Hot Wheels? Yeah, I think they can be fucked up too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll start off with the our usual topic. Uh, well, what the fuck is up with that? Um, so of course the story of the the Shining or the Shin, uh is about our favorite family, the Cornices. Jack, Wendy, and I was, call, I was about to call him Andy for whatever reason. <laughs> I was like, he sounded like an Andy to me. I can see that though. Yeah. More like a Tony. A Tony. <laughs> I mean, Tony was who he talked to. Tony was Danny. Yeah, because originally he was supposed to have another name. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll probably make comparisons between the Stanley Kubrick film that was made in 80. 80 uh, three years after the book. And probably reference back and forth, but yeah. So, opening, uh, opening comments, questions, concerns. <laughs> I enjoyed it, yeah. but I wondered, like, on some, and I know on some areas, I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like there were some areas where I was like, okay. Uh, well, let's let's start with the beginning of it. Okay. So, like, comparing to the film, in the film, you we usually just start with tor- the the Torrances. Uh, strictly already just like, oh, hey, I'm going to get this job in Colorado. So you assume they're in Colorado yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, in in the book, they're on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
which was kind of a bit of a like what? Because I, I had only I had only seen the, the film, so yeah, Jack was a teacher that got fired for being an opportunity. Because they were in Vermont, and then that's when they moved to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, and then with the whole um, one big thing, one one major, well, not a major difference, but uh, it's actually more written, more fleshed out in the book is uh, Jack's drinking problem. Yes, and his friend Albert that kind of like enabled it too. Yeah, and um, um, he, he got so bad. Did you get killed somebody? So they found a bike. No, so they hit <laughs> they the bike, a, yeah. but they never found a body. So I feel yeah. like the bike was just like hanging out there. Yeah. Well, they were yeah. just so drunk, they thought like, oh crap. Yeah, they were. Somebody. They really thought like they had killed someone. And they got on the the mythical wagon, as we like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mythical wagon for those who are uninitiated is for those who turn to battle addiction. Uh, it's you know you're trying to get off. Get off the streets of addiction and onto the wagons of variety. But that is neither here nor there. But for Jack, he he actually suffered quite a bit because uh, actually he had a lot of idiosyncrasies from his drinking. Uh, something that uh, was not really implied in the film. Because in the film, you know, he's uh, he was writing his novella, mm -hmm. uh, but in the in the book, it's actually a, a stage play. Yeah. yeah. Which was, you know, again, differences between, you know, Jack Nicholson Jack versus Book Jack. Uh, and we can't actually just say Jack and Jack because we both named Jack. We <laughs> <laughs> call one John, the other one Jack. John and Jack? Nah, I don't think it's no. <laughs> Maybe just one Nicholson. Yeah, Nicholson and Jack, Jack yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jim? What, what, uh, what's on your mind there? Well, I mean, um, yeah, I guess coming to the book, I really wanted to get some, <clears throat> I guess, some clarity. I mean, when in Kubrick's adaptation, Kubrick deals with a lot of, a lot more ambiguity than mm -hmm. King. King is very direct in his storytelling, I would say. Yeah. He's, he's very much a cohesive, there's a start, there's a beginning, and this is our book. Yeah. This is, I'm going to explain every detail. All these characters are who they, who I say they are. Mm -hmm. And there's just like a lot of, it's, it's a lot of, it's, there's another dimension when you go into like Kubrick's book because he deals with a lot of ambiguity, right? Yeah. And, uh, implications. More of an art tour than I would say. I think that happens a lot with movies that get made from books. Directors expect people to know the, the source material. source material, right? And they're like, look at this. And people who have seen, they're like, okay, what's this? Well, I mean, even, even though, like, Kubrick took and bought the rights to, well, not the rights, but like, he like, had to, right. <laughs> the Shining, he made it into something entirely different. Oh, yes. Which completely. King actually hated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. King, he did not like it. Yeah. Like, he did not like it. Yeah. yeah. The main reasons were because Jack, in, in the movie, um, he felt he didn't have an office, right? He didn't seem to have a redeeming quality. He started off pretty crazy, which you see. Yeah, and pretty, yeah, pretty, like, pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he just got, it just escalated into more yeah. crazy. He didn't have, like in the book, he, he, he really loved Danny and yeah. he showed that 
like the father bond between Jack and Danny was so strong. And that was something that I really wish that they would have portrayed in the movie because like you say, like they focus, like Dane said, they focus so negatively on Jack, but yeah, Jack had so many qualities, especially being a good dad with him, yeah. well, that they kind of just, you they, know. They made him look really like an unlikable character. Very much so. Yeah, like straight up the villain. The villain. And, and for me, reading the book, I almost feel like Ullman was the villain, because Ullman was an asshole. Oh, yeah. And Ullman flat out told uh, Jack in the book, one thing in the book is, Ullman right. flat, flat out told Jack, I didn't want you for this job. Yeah, it wasn't for your buddy Al Shockley. No, yeah. So let's dive deeper into the dynamics, the, the differences between Jack, Film Jack and Book Jack. Uh, so Book Jack was actually, you know, he, he was a drunkard. Yeah, he, he had his problems. He, yeah, uh, for sure. The drink, the, 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 the violent outbursts with, yeah. with Danny, uh, Danny and, Wendy. And, son, and Wendy, and the, uh, the kid he beat up. But he was to me was he was more human in the book because he okay with his problems you see him getting better yeah. uh, going mm-hmm. sober for fourteen months but then with the hotel just messing with his mind makes him like hey I want you yeah and you see his sense of madness and then until the end you see he redeems himself just a little bit. just a little bit but yeah. just enough to like. Uh, one thing that I did like about um, Book Jack versus Movie Jack is that Book Jack, he explains why like he had his violent outburst mm-hmm. as a kid, because he he's trying to explain to the in in the book uh, the the young man that he actually beats quite literally almost to death is because this young kid is quite rich but he has a stutter and you know he's he's trying to like explain to the boy like, right. oh hey you know you're you need to work on your stutter. Mm-hmm. If you work on your stutter, you can be on this debate team and you'll be amazing. Because he, what he saw within that boy, the, that potential to be such a, a great uh, debater, phrasing. <laughs> I don't know. I would disagree with that. Yeah? I, I don't find any quality at all in that. No? No, I think okay. that's a rather deplorable human being, actually. Oh, I'm not saying that he was. No, 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 right, no, for sure. Like he had, yeah. yeah, for sure. He's, he, Jack, by all means, is a boy with all the gifts, I would say. He's kind of a golden child, given kind of the world, right? Yeah, at every kind of suck and turn, he's been giving every opportunity. You know, raised by family, at least, you know, well to do it somewhat, but like yeah. uh, his his father, of course, yeah, and everything. In a way, he became his father. Yeah, but you know, he, he gets to go to college. He's an aspiring writer. Um, he, he's, he's a published writer. Well, a writer who's noted awards. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had some of that. Um, yet, you know, rather contemptuous and uh, <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't get good feelings about him, you know. And I think I think that was the point behind Jack is that yeah. you're not supposed to <coughs> find that redeeming quality behind him because yeah. um, he's framed to be the evil, right? Um, and the, the thing is, like, 
we, we see that through Danny's eyes. Like Danny sees him as that one, you know, like in, in the saying goes, to, to the eyes of a child, you know, God is the parent. You know? uh, so Danny with his, with his gift, like, I guess he unconsciously tries to see the best in Jack, even though Wendy does not. Like, Wendy already has that, like, um, she's already broken down. She's already, she, it's more out of convenience because she also has her mother who's just constantly, like, you know, your shitty parent and blah, blah. And then there's Jack who's also pretty shitty. And, but then the only, like, little ray of hope that she has is Danny. But then she even says, she, she specifically says it a lot in the book that she is jealous of that relationship that Danny and Jack have because she wants that. But, but going, 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 sorry, go yeah. I was going to say, going back to George Hatfield, the kid, yeah. um, you know, you mentioned that he sees the, the talents and everything like that yeah. and he wants to facilitate it. I, I kind of saw the opposite. I saw that he is essentially jealous. Yeah, he didn't George like Yeah, he yeah. just didn't like him. That's the vibe I got too. That <laughs> yeah. he just didn't like the kid at all. No. He did not. He saw himself in, in him. George Hatfield because mm-hmm. you know he was he was an aspiring athlete and like you know his only weakness that he had was this stuff. And Jack, you know, Jack preyed on that. Did, I yeah, like, yeah, he, like, he, he didn't he even on want that, yeah. to to get him to overcome it. He wanted him to. Keep that stutter. That's why he ended the, the timer, right? He, yeah. He felt like, okay, maybe if, you know, he could have worked with him, you know, that's, that's the possibility, but, but he didn't yeah. want to. He wanted him off the team. He wanted him to do with that. Yeah. Um, with that failure. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that, the one thing that kind of struck me was when they were exchanging, like, you, you ended it early. And mm-hmm. then he's like, you know, he's like, what do I know? Like, right. Know that essentially, I'm the better version of you. Yeah. You know, I'm your replacement. I'm the future. You are. You're, a, you're a drunk. You're a uh, has been self-destructive, abusive thoughts, abusive thoughts. Right? So, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think I think Jack is a kind of petulant and. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Look for any opportunity to do that. Yeah, I guess I, in in my me reading it, I just kind of try to look at it in the gray versus the the true black and white. Because for sure, Jack is he's a shitty character. (laughs) He's quite shitty. Oh, Um, that's no doubt. You know, he broke Danny's arm because the the boy spilled a beer on the yeah on the on the play that he was writing at the moment. And just out of rage, like he snapped. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The kid was free. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like a, a normal parent would just be like, you know, okay, you know. Like they'd be upset, but like you said, a normal parent would be like, okay, this is what we don't do. You know? Yeah. Was he drunk at that point? Or was he was I want to see. Yeah. That was, he was, that was the catalyst for him to go sober. <laughs> him breaking his camera. No, no, it was, in the movie it is. No. Yeah. In the book. In the book, it was when they, they hit the, the the, the kid bike. on the bike. On the bike. It was yeah. the bike situation that he went, oh shit. Yeah. Like it was a definitely like. It was a wake up call. Like an oh shit <laughs> moment. I think he broke Danny's arm sober because. I was going to say, I don't think he was drunk. No. I, yeah. he was, I mean, if he was spilled a beer, then he was drinking. 
Well, no, I don't think it was a beer, was it? Wasn't it ooze or something like that? No, it was no, a beer. No, it was a beer. It was a beer that he spilled. It, it was a beer, but it was, um, in the, in, in the moment, it wasn't implied that he was drunk. Sure. Yeah. He was, he had the beer, he had it set, so that way when he sat down to write, you know, he had, you know, the, you know, something to drink, libations, libations yeah, to, you know, help his muse with quotation marks. But then Danny just, oops, you know, yeah. and then, uh, and then we can we can shift the, the the paradigm over to Wendy versus Jack. Uh, Shelley Duvall portrays Wendy very well, uh, almost you know, uh, very iconic uh, version. Book Wendy. Well, Dusky Kubrick basically made her crazy. Yeah, yeah. like Kubrick was not nice to her. He bullied her. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and he got everybody <laughs> to bully her. Really. Mm-hmm. Like Shelley Duvall was not okay after that. No, because no. there wasn't like some scenes like he intentionally repeated to to get her to be tired and irritable. Mm-hmm. I think he did that for everybody though. Even Gatman Brothers. Yeah. He had them do like that scene in the kitchen with Danny where they're eating ice cream. I think he had to do that more than eighty times or something like yeah. that. So like I think yeah, he's he's one of those directors who just pounded. Yeah. Yeah, he like he <laughs> yeah, will Go hard on the actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other, other directors similar to like Freakin or Ridley Scott, but neither here nor there, but we're focusing back on the Shelley, Shelley Duvall and Wendy. Uh, I think the portrayal between the two of them was actually pretty well done. The only major difference I, I think I see between the two of them would be that Shelley Duvall, Shelley Duvall's Wendy had a relationship with, a better relationship with Danny, uh, than, than Wendy. Than Book Wendy. Because Book Wendy always, like, the moment that Danny would, you know, approach Jack or something, she would step back. Mm-hmm. She would just kind of shy away from everything. And it, it was a lot of internal monologues of, like, you know, uh, that jealousy of, like, why can't I have that relationship with Danny? Um, and so it, uh, it, it always, uh, but at the same time, like, uh, it always felt like Wendy was not always there in the moment with Danny too, um, because she that jealousy between you know Jack, Danny, you know versus Wendy, and, Wendy and Danny kind of helped facilitate like there's that wall, but she never like overcame that wall till towards the end of the book. I, I think a lot of that Kubrick work you can't really pick up a whole lot on it yeah. just because you're dealing with child actors and yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just, I don't think that the appropriate yeah. emotional state can be properly conveyed, you mm-hmm. know, and plus, you're, when you're dealing with the written word, it's just right there in black and white, right? Yeah. You can't really pick up the nuances. Uh, in my yeah, but that. I, I, I mean, other than that, I would also say, Wendy is both a blonde. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Physically, yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, definitely. That was like one of the main differences between the two characters. But, well, you know, physical, physical well, difference. Yeah, you know physical. what I mean? Like, that was, you know, just physical. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, what, what is your opinion on, on Wendy there? You know, I felt. In a way, I felt bad for her because I feel like she's been bullied ever since it's her mom, from mm-hmm. her mom, and then Jack, and then, you know, she, um, 
but I, I do like the strength that she held on to. I honestly thought she was going to die. Really? Like she, but I do like the strength that she held on to for him. And she knew, like, that was, Danny was the lifeline, in a sense, because she's been through a lot. Yeah. You know, just, and with Jack, I think, um, he was very vulnerable to the hotel being an influence to him because yeah. of all his issues. You know, yeah. the drinking and the rage and, now the rage, I, I kind of all of that also goes back to his childhood, you know. Yeah, so, with the dad beating his mom at the dinner table with the cane. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole cane thing. Like, <clears throat> so I think, I think Jack also had a lot of anger issues, mm-hmm. um, which didn't help. You yeah. know, situations where his wife and he also, again, not trying to justify like anything that he did, especially breaking Danny's arm, but I think he, he has. A lot of anger issues from the past, and it's obviously, yeah, a lot of them you know, yeah, the, the trauma, you know, definitely boiled over into adulthood. Um, but yeah, no, I think when I felt bad for Wendy because she was, like, again, I think she was just so bullied by everybody. Yeah. yeah, not good enough. It was always something. It was always something was wrong. It was too much or too little, or you know, especially with the mom. I think the mom just really yeah, she messed up. She messed her up a lot. Yeah, messed her up a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that. But I don't see Wendy as a victim, so to speak. You know, she doesn't have like a victim mentality. She has, she's like a fighter. Yeah, and that's, yeah, like that's where I was getting at. Like at the end, it really shows that she's a fighter for her, like getting away with Danny and like making sure, like, you know, thank God for Mr. Halloran for two, because they wouldn't have made it. Yeah, in the same way that Wendy is a fighter, you can kind of make allusions or comparison to Jack's own mother, right? So in the same way that Jack, his father had a abusive relationship, Jack's relationship with his mother is almost non-existent, right? Essentially, yeah. she's kind of like a scarecrow almost. Yeah. Taking Jack is a kid. He idolizes his father. Yeah, she doesn't even have a name in the book. No, my name. So, like, even almost a non-existent presence. And you compare that, and you can see where, you know, Jack's father's violence and anger passed on when it's like a curse. It's like the hereditary. Yeah, that very well could have happened. Also happened and passed on from Jack to Danny. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't for his mother. Right? Yeah, more fight. Fighting stance, I guess, and actually saving your relationship. And then one big thing too is that, like, we we do learn from Jack that he does have siblings. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, one left to the army, and then the other one just got away because mm-hmm. you know we we find out of course the father's abusive, calls them pups. Yeah. Instead of like mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you can take your medicine. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. yeah. the king. Yeah, and we we do learn that Jack's father was a medical practitioner. Yeah, he was a wet, he was like a mailman. Yeah, yeah. Owner. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's very very different, and like they also kind of always talk about like he always had the mist of beer always around him, yeah. and so like they they kind of allude to that with Jack, you know, with his gin because he like martinis with his mist with quotation marks, and then Shockley um, like being his his ride or die buddy mm-hmm. uh, just helped enable all that, and then you know we can we can actually take a look towards the Overlook and like Holman as a character who's 
not really a presence in the film, but he is, you know, a larger presence in the book. He's yeah. there, but he's very different. Yeah. In the, in the yeah. film, he's almost nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, he's like almost beyond nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the shock book, doesn't exist in the film at all. No. Mm-hmm. No, not and, and the, you know, the difference in character, I barely least even remembered. Watson? Yeah. George Watson. Yeah, well. Uh, the, the groundskeeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, groundskeeper. Yeah. You know, in the book, he's kind of, at least in my mind, he was like a curmudgeon old man who was <laughs> yes. like beating on, bol- on boilers and yeah. shit <laughs> and complaining and saying all men was a trick. And, yeah. And, yeah. You, know, you got to ruin the fresh. Yeah. And in the movie, you know, he's like this well-to-do gentleman in a suit, you know. Yeah. He's like showing them around and things like that, and you know, hardly has any speaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, like, also one major difference from uh, film book, uh, you know, the, the the instructions of how to take care of the hotel are vastly different. Uh, because in in the film, you know, you don't see Jack really take care of the hotel. You actually in the book, you, we get. Uh, times where they can drive away from the hotel. Yeah, before the winter before hit. Before the winter, the winter really hit. got. But uh, I think like the reason why was also. Yeah. That was done because time constraints. Time constraints. You can't really show all that in the movie. And people go say, oh, the shining, they're not the book. They want to go, they want to see Jack go mad. Yeah. So they don't really, in a way, I don't think people care. Oh, yeah, that's how she took care of the hotel. I want to give this thing go crazy. Yeah. I don't know, but like it, it would also kind of help like define Jack a little bit more versus yeah. just like that. Because he shows it like his dedication yeah. to his job. And you can see like during the mo- like through the book, he always had a pride in his job. Yeah. No matter what the job was. As a teacher, as a writer, as a caretaker, he always had like his pride like yeah, I'm doing my job. He was an arrogant asshole, but he had pride. And yeah. and again, you know, the we you know we look at like look at it in the uh, biblical sense you know pride is the ultimate sin so you know Jack was the embodiment of pride yeah you know. I don't know if he had pride teaching true yeah because yeah. he showed up drunk a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. in the morning <laughs> well yeah because of, of Shockley yeah well, I don't uh, think that was I mean well yeah like the friend always you know I would say taking ownership of your own actions is kind of Character yeah. trait that Jack is making. He's blaming. He blames everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. Everyone else is off. Yeah, yeah, even with the, like, when he's doing the, the routine maintenance and clearing out that hornet's nest. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, does the bug spray and says, I followed the instructions. Oh, yeah, I had to do this. Even, like, he wants to, like, sue them at one point. Yeah. And he's I'm like, like no, dude. Like, like, no way. I could have done this yeah, like, wrong or, you know, missed a few or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You have to blame somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and then, like, we can, we can talk about, like, the differences of, like, the, the haunting that is the Stanley and how it affected Jack. Um, so, like, the, in, in the, in the book, the hauntings start off slow, like you know, yeah. a couple noises here, yeah. little things there. Uh, he actually, uh, Jack actually, like his first major incident at the at the Stanley was the the, yeah. the topiary. Yeah, the hedge, the hedges, like the hedge. 
Yeah. yeah. They they moved and he's like, now. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, he saw them move and then like, uh, but you know, at, at that point, Danny had already seen it because Halloran had told him, you know, beware of the topiary. You know, he's like, and and so we can actually like kind of make a little sidestep to like Halloran. Halloran was actually way more important in the book than in the film. Yes. Absolutely. Explaining the shining and everything to, to Danny. Explain the hotel like what happens here, think of it like a picture book, it won't hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Yeah. Especially the lady in two seventeen trying to strangle him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that was actually the the lady in two seventeen is the most recent amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, that had happened in seventy five, which I think I is think the same year as they know, went, right? Yeah. 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 Books. Uh, an older lady, wife of a well to do lawyer, I think, or mm-hmm. I think so, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh taking Gallivanting with young men. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, he happens to abandon her, <laughs> and she she takes her own life in two seventeen. Is two thirty seven movie, obviously. Um, but you know, takes her own life in the tub, and she happens to get. It doesn't go into great detail in the book. What he does, it just he places it in her hand. On Danny. Yeah. It doesn't like it describe anything else. Yeah. It just kind of fades to black. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, that's like a similar thing. To, to yeah. Uh, and one one more interesting thing, like um, like we do find out that Danny, like uh, one thing that we do learn about Danny is that Wendy knows that he has a book, and she mm-hmm. she firmly believes it, and then Halloran confirms it, and then we actually. Towards you know, towards the latter half of the book, Jack finally begins to believe it too. He's like, at first, because he, Jack never, uh, he never acknowledges the fact that Danny has an ability. He's just like, no, he's yeah. he's just a really observant. Yeah, baby. like when he started believing when more when they were at the doctor, yeah. and you know, Danny was telling all the things to the doctor like, hey, this happened, and then like when the doctor talks to him like. He's like, maybe he has them. Yeah. But it wasn't until the incident 217 when uh, Danny had the encounter with Miss Macy and he got choking him and he told both of his parents and they're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that also kind of like, that's what started like, well, I mean, it didn't fully start the divide, but like the divide already started happening between Wendy and Jack. Like that's one thing we do see within in the book. Is that Jack and Wendy are kind of on their last legs? Oh yeah, because especially at the moment of the incident, yeah. you're like, Jack, what did you do? Oh yeah, yeah, and then like he's Danny was like, she did it, and he's like, Wendy, what did you do? Yeah, right, right, yeah, and so like it, it became the pointing game. Yeah, uh, but like what helped cement like Wendy's like firm belief in the power was the uh, Danny mentioning her sister, which she had never spoken about. Previously, yeah, and then we can also talk about the entity that uh, the uh, Tony, the that Danny talks to. Like, um, that's always something very different because I was I was very curious about who Tony was and getting and getting an answer. Is probably 
Because in the movie, he's just... Yeah, yeah, he's like the figure. Yeah, like the voice yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. Stomach, you know. Yeah, but yeah. And I always wondered, like, who's Tony? And they kind of go into it, and I, you know, they mentioned in the beginning with Jack and Wendy's love affair, you know, rather yeah. lewd, you know, uh, lewd descriptions, yeah. And, yeah, you know, things like that. And we're trying to keep um, this PG thirteen. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> and I, I, at first, I was thinking, like, oh man, maybe. Danny, because Danny mentions that Tony is older. Yeah, Tony is right. probably 15 or 16, something like that. And I was like, oh, maybe he's like the older a, version. Old, That's no, the, well, I was thinking oh, a, like a miscarried brother or something that, like okay, that. Okay, I thought that for a minute. I was yeah. like, was that like a first child that was like no, the miscarried? Yeah. And then I was you like, think that, but then you see like they were together step seven, only seven years. Seven years. So I was like, okay, it's not that. And then yeah. I was like, so is this an older version of Danny? That's that's exactly and that's what is it what it was like i feel like it was like an older version of danny like helping him through yeah yeah like like a defense mechanism (laughs) also because if you look for danny's full name is daniel anthony torrance Mm -hmm. so anthony tony yeah yeah Yeah. in a way it's like that tony is danny protecting himself Mm -hmm. from the future i would say yeah it's either it's either uh, well i guess Present Danny reaching into the future because he has to concentrate locally in order to communicate with Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was to me, Tony like, ah, was always there to protect him. Yeah, and, and one thing like they don't really explain is like the full spectrum of what the, the shiny is. Like from Halloran, we understand that you know it's a bit of a telepathy. Uh, but Danny being like a really bright, he calls him like, he's, he's the brightest shining he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean like somewhere in, in Jack and Wendy, somewhere in their genetics allows the shining to happen? Is it like genetic or is it like hereditary? I don't, I don't think they ever. They, they, they never really explain it. Really explain no, it. Yeah, they don't really explain Cause, it. Because even Dick Howard was saying, like, he, like, he's met some people with the shining, but not as much. Like, one of the, uh, the mates that got fired. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. of, uh, the, Macy. Uh, oh, because Macy. Because Macy, yeah. Like, she had that little shining, but wasn't as much. Like, she can always, like, she was like the lazy employee, but always knew when the boss is coming so she can look busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's how he shoots her thing. And uh Dick will say like he also used like for horse races. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But he I mean he also touches on what it can do, right? Yeah. Not only the telepathy, but also you know, he knew when his like brother was dying. Yeah. yeah or yeah. brother Yeah, his brother, brother died yeah. you know. in uh in um <laughs> It was numb, right? Was it numb? No, 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 it wasn't numb. Because he's 60 in 1975. Yeah. I think he's too young to be I think it was either like World War II or That's maybe I, Korea. It has to have been I don't know. Yeah. Korea. It's it was Korea. Korea. I think. How long was he Korea? <laughs> yeah. Korea. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we do get like kind of a small spectrum of what like, the Shining is. And, um, telepathy, like little future sight, uh, but then like Danny is so powerful, he's actually like talking to what we assume is his future self, um, who's kind of like playing out the events. So, like, is, is that like a potential timeline 
like Tony is a potential timeline version of himself where like events happen. Mm-hmm. And like it's like no. If kinda like a John Connor uh, and the Kyle Reese situation, like um if he's able to alter that path of the time or the timeline, does that version of Tony disappear and we get a new tone? Yeah, well that that's really good really that time travel But that's a different topic. <laughs> well, I mean, if he didn't change the future. Yeah. Well, like, he, he didn't change the future because he's still able to talk to his future self, right? Yeah. If he let things play out any differently, Jack would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, like, if he didn't have all those warnings from the future self. Yeah. But that's assuming that's the super self. Yeah. That's kind of what it touches on, though, that that was him. It, 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 yeah. like very little like it really doesn't come out and say but in a way like there was hints that that was him like the older version of him yeah and then so let, let's talk about the the ghosts of the, the or, overlook of the overlook that attracted some bad people that yeah. overlook i'm like i wonder like it you almost wonder if like was the brown bad kind of like Indian yeah, like at least it was a, yeah, like a pet yeah. cemetery situation, or like ley lines. Yeah, yeah. like because it, I mean, mafia, political yeah. figures, and it was all scandal. And I think that's one reason Ullman was like such an asshole because the it's hotel family. was so precious to it. He like to, to him that he that, that's why he fired that man. He was like, we can't have you know the overlooks like dirty laundry being aired out or talked about. Like, and that's why he got mad at, at, at Jack when in the phone calls like, why do you want blackmailing us? Or, yeah, and, and so like that's one thing too. Like the the, the hotel actually pushes Jack to find like these questionable things so he can you know he's pushing his butt. So will will that make the hotel like a sinking thing? Like a so. like a paranormal thing? I think yeah, the, the absolutely. Hotel. Yeah, absolutely. Because that influences, like that. I mean, and again, I feel again, Jack. I felt Jack was very vulnerable because, like, all the demons, like, he was fighting, and so I think that's why the influence on, like, the hotel influencing Jack was so easy, because it almost starts happening pretty much as soon as he gets there. Like, you know, he starts unraveling. Yeah, <laughs> and then like we start seeing like the idiosyncrasies, like, yeah, like drinking, like. Constantly like the, rubbing like he, his lip. Yeah. Like it, and I say that too because, and this is a little bit later, but with Halloran, it even tries to influence Halloran at the end, to, yes. at the end to, to kill them. Yeah. And it, that hotel wanted Danny so yeah. bad because of how gifted he was. Well, and it just, so the, the, the hotel also is, is shine as well. Yeah. You know, yes. In, you know, you mentioned it tries to, Influence tolerance even before when he's driving uh, the, the snowmobile, snowmobile, it sends those pretty much the same mind bullets essentially yeah. That, yeah. that Danny sends. Yeah, uh, he's able to do that as well, or the hotel is able to do that as well to mm-hmm. him to try to keep him away. He rail him, yes. yeah. Um, and you mentioned uh, the hotel kind of uh, tempting Jack. Down into the basement or the, the cellar or, or yeah, the yeah. boiler room. The yeah, the boiler room with the newspaper clip. The newspaper clip. Yeah, so Jack is. So, no, well, like, he knows Jack, right? So I'm going to refer to the hotel. But yeah. <laughs> the hotel knows that Jack is a skillful writer. I'm curious. So, he preys on curiosity. 
He, the hotel. So the hotel wants Jack. You know, Jack wants to write a book. Yeah. Does Jack really want to write a book? I think the hotel wants Jack to write a book so that the hotel can gain notoriety. more infamy and notoriety and bring more traffic, people. more yeah. people, more food. Essentially yeah. for it. Essentially, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, the, the, par- the, the hotel is a parasite. Uh, it, it's quite literally a parasite. And then Danny is like super battery. Like, I'm guessing like everything, every person that the, the hotel has eaten had the shining or like a little bit of the shine because it doesn't really seem to influence uh, regular folks. Like, I don't feel like it influenced Lindsay at all. Yeah, no, it didn't. It did not. And I wonder if Jack had a shining to him because of the hotel also being able to like influence him a bit. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things that like Jack may have had a subtle shine, mm-hmm. but because Danny's so powerful, like Halloran couldn't even see. Uh, Absolutely. Jack. Yeah. Like I don't even think he was like, yeah, everything just zoomed in. You know, everyone else was like a flashlight. Danny was a searchlight. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I'm what I'm guessing is that like as as Jack is implicit, like uh well um uh, towards the end of the book, like Jack isn't even Jack anymore. He's no. he's literally just a walking corpse. Possessed by a hotel. By the hotel and then like Jack killed himself with the rogue mallet. Yeah. And yeah. And then like he's literally just like a, a um Danny describes him as like an amalgam of shadows and like just horrid like hatred. Because he's not, he doesn't see his daddy no more, as he puts it. Yeah. Daddy doesn't exist. But then, like, we have that one moment where Jack like like resurfaces for like a split second, and and then uses the mallet on himself. Yeah. In in a way, I want to think like this is different thinking because uh-huh. we all know all his books are connected somehow. Yeah. Would the Overlook Hotel be Kind of like Pennywise, because they both needed to act with somebody to get people. I think, I think, um, Pennywise, well, Pennywise is a different type, style of entity. I think the, the, the hotel became a parasite due to the, you know, just all the evil. It, it gained sentience through the evil of the acts that were, you know, that happened. But inside. they always use, you, the hotel use somebody. Yeah. They use like Grady, Jack. Yeah, yeah, but before but, before and all that, Pennywise used power. Yeah, to get the adults. True, uh, but uh, but that's more in recent years though. But Pennywise has always been able to control somebody, or it acts as you know the Pennywise dancing clown yeah. and attracts people because it, it it takes on a form that is non-threatening to somebody. But the hotel, it, I'm I'm guessing it's just sort of absorbing the evil of the events that happen within it, and then it. You know, it gained its own shine because, like, somebody with a shine died in there. And then it just started, like, as more people with shine start coming in, start influencing them to kill them. Because, uh, I think, I think of the Overlook as like a giant Venus flytrap. It just has its mouth open, waiting, and then once the right thing comes in, snap. Unlike Pennywise, who can kind of free agently walk around all of Derry, influence people in Derry. Okay. I get that. What do you think? <laughs> uh, 
I have no thoughts <laughs> on it. I, I think they're they're pretty basically yeah, decades what, apart when they were made. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I guess you can kind of think of the entire hotel as an entity. Yeah. Um, physically trap people in there. And, uh, but uh, it's kind of not As to like you know whether what what sort of organism if it even is an organism or if it just obtains sentience through all of the evil deeds that happen in that. Um, sure. And then uh, yeah, yeah, and it just is, and it's evil, <coughs> and it is greedy and hungry. Yeah, and I, I think Jack was like the perfect vehicle because Jack was the same kind of vain and greedy mm-hmm. uh, elf, you know. It, it was the perfect vehicle for the world. And then, um, you know, talking about Danny, you know, Danny, like he sends a mind bullet to like Halloran that like almost makes him crash. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how powerful he that's is. Powerful, yeah. And, uh, like Halloran, like, states is like towards the end, he just kind of like mentions, like, you know, or not, not the, not Halloran, but Wendy. She's like, maybe Danny's the one giving life to everything in there to support the man. Because at one point, like, they had left the hotel for a little bit, and then Jack kind of, like, snapped back to, you know, deplorable Jack, but he wasn't overlooked Jack. Like, every time they were away from the overlook, his personality was more akin to how he used to be, like, sober Jack. But, like, back at the hotel, like, all his idiosyncrasies of fear game and things like that just started like, resurfacing. Yeah. And, and that's one thing, like, one thing that you you kind of see with Wendy, she's very observant of like how Jack changes from outside of the outlook to the outlook, and then overlook. Oh yeah, overlook. Sorry, outlook. <laughs> I don't know why I thought outlook. Work. You. Yeah, my work. I'll have an email. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> this could have been an email. No. Um. So yeah, the overlook. So overlook Jack versus you know outside of overlook. Uh, Jack was two totally different people. Um, well, not entirely, but uh, he, he was a more pleasant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that in the movie. You know, the I mean, really, yeah, it's hard to decipher whatever for something. But you know, because uh, at some point Wendy says before they even start the job, "Oh, Jackson, five months over," you know, and yeah, and if you look at the clock on when they kind of start the job. Um, it starts in October. October 1st is when they close. Or, well, September yeah. 31st or whatever. Which is exactly... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> which is exactly five months to when they, they open the Overlook, right? And you know, they had been there for a number of... I think a couple of weeks, of, maybe not two months, something yeah. like that. And when Jack finally breaks down and talking to Lloyd, he's like, Lloyd, here's to five months of being on the wagon. And uh, I kind of read that as, okay, well, those numbers don't really add up. It would really yeah. be like maybe seven months or something, you know? And then I kind of thought about it. And, you know what? When he says he's been on the wagon for five months, he probably meant it because as soon as he got into the hotel, 
his sobriety, he broke his sobriety. Essentially, the overlook. Essentially, he was drunk on the overlook. You know, that was his first drink. Was without even taking drops. He kind of uh, he experienced it. Yeah, he had already been broken at that point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it. um, And one other thing too, like, um, so when he talks to Al uh, quite a bit too. Uh, when, you know, talking, when he's trying, like, discussing about writing the book, like, Al's like, no, you will not write about this hotel. Yeah. 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 Because Which, that's, you know, part of his life with her. Like, yeah. Like, you're not going to just go out with her. Yeah. He's like, we're friends, but not that. Yeah. You know. Well, I think it's perfectly justified, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he, like, Jack is out of work. Well, he got him a got job. Got him a job, yeah. He, yeah. He's moving things out with the board, giving his job back as a teacher. within like when they were like you know snowed in and stuff that where Jack broke free of the influence of the of the hotel but it was usually around Danny like in the moments where he's with Danny a little bit the the, the Danny grounded him yeah because there were moments where like the intrusive thoughts like started happening because you know the hotel is already kind of already warmed its way into his mind and messing with him but then he's around Danny because like there were there were certain moments where he's like I can't hurt Danny again. You know, I, yeah. if I do this, I, I go back, I fall off the wagon, and and then, like, a, a couple pages later, you know, he's like, shit. Yeah. You know, but that's when he's away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, and... That's the hotel messing with him. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the topiary, like, that that was also pretty interesting because we had the scene where Danny's outside, he's playing, and then... Uh, he's playing and then he's like, oh, they're covered in snow. I'll be yeah, fine. he's working with his snowshoes. Yeah. Danny's like, what? Yeah. So they just move. <laughs> they they move and then like he he falls into like a little pit, right? It's uh, like a tunnel. Like yeah. It's like some type of. I think it was like part of the playground. That was yeah. like a tunnel and you know the snow is. But there was somebody else in, in there, there with him. Yeah. And uh, that was really creepy. It was yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it almost uh, gets me. Yeah. Like he he climbs out and like he looks back in, but he's looking in like the topiary is like getting closer to mm-hmm. him too, and he's just like, uh, and and you're just and then like Jack is like, well, that's where like Wendy comes out running, right? Because he got hurt or they saw. The- well, yeah, I think uh, Danny makes it to the fortress. Yeah, to yeah. the fortress. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's able to somewhat escape, but he gets injured. On yeah. Sport, right? and, yeah. Um, actually. When he's being questioned by Wendy and Jack, he's like, well, "What happened?" He's like, "Oh, the head animals, yeah, they came to life and they messed up my leg." And then Jack, or no, mm-hmm. Danny says that Jack had experienced it too, right? Yeah. And Jack is like, "Nope, no, I didn't." 
And then he fucking kissed yeah, Danny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like, he flat out just like bitch slapped him basically. Yeah. Because yeah. Danny was like, no, like you saw them too. And, and Danny was just like, help me out here. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you saw it too. Because uh, like, at one point, I think we hear like the retrospective of uh, Tony of like being a five year old little boy. He doesn't have the the words to express like yeah. what is happening. Right. So. Um, but even then, as a five-year-old, he was really well. Yeah, he was really, really well. smart. Uh, well, then again, like, Chinese really helped him too. And then there was like the scene where like Wendy finally got through to Jack to, for them to leave, and then you know they're gonna get the they're gonna get on the snowmobiles, they're gonna leave, and then the overlook just takes over Jack. Yeah, and he messes all that up. And he just like grabs like, the battery. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, fuck that bitch. Oh, we're yeah. gonna stay. This is my hotel. Like he starts referring to the hotel as his. Yeah, yeah. because the hotel tells him like he wants Dan. Yeah. But well, the, upper management wants Dan. Yeah, upper management wants Dan. Yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. manager. And it's like, well, why not me though? <laughs> and that's that's also the hotel mentioned with him. Like, yeah, but you can't just go to here. Why want you? Yeah, no, I, I think that kind of goes back to George. Uh, yeah, I do too. too. He's because Danny again is kind of like another representation yep. of George. You know, he's yep. he's a better version of of Jack. Jack yeah. thinks he deserves all the world has to give him. He'll destroy it as he will. Uh, I agree with yeah. He he's like. Why not? Me? No, no. You want me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm. I'm the caretaker. You really want me? Why do you, you don't want Danny? Yeah. Why could you have Danny when you have? Yeah. And I but, think that's why like George bothers him up until the very end, because I think he did that to George, and then he essentially. I wonder if he felt like the hotel did that to him. They were like, no, not you. But we want your son. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of wonder well, if, in like, the, in the, <laughs> the shadow of George appears to, hit, to mm-hmm. Jack again, like in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, um, and then, like, the, there's also the caretaking routine. Like, at, at certain points, like, he, like, Jack kind of, like, disassociates from it. And he stand like, he just wakes himself back up in front of the boiler. And the boiler's, like, the pressure's already, like, hitting the 200 mark. And he's like, maybe I should just let this blow. Like, like, uh, non over uh, overlook that is is like I should just let this go. We can leave, and, and I guess that's like the the internal cry of like of Jack just kind of like realizing like no this this is bad. We should leave, but then you know the the tendrils of the of the hotel like kind of sink back in and he's like no yeah. you know it just uh, takes you know depressurizes everything. Because there, there were a couple moments where, like, right, like it, he was like, "Oh shit!" It was like an "Oh shit" moment that he forgot to, you know, yeah, pressurize it. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of like in like towards the end of the book, like there were a couple moments where, like, uh, I'll refer to like sober Jack, like kind of reemerging, be like, "Wait, why am I doing this? I should, we should leave." Like he understands, like Wendy, like Wendy's plight, Danny's plight, but then Overlook Jack comes back and just like, no. You're the character. We, you know, you need mm-hmm. to get rid of Danny for upper management. Give him to upper management and we'll give you the position. And so that's how we, you know, like, it, it ends up being kind of like multiple personality disorder situation. 
but in reality, just the, the hotel just fucking with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can take a little break. All right, so I guess we'll we'll start getting to closing arguments of differences between film and book. We we did touch upon here and there, but um, so some of the major differences, uh, Dan, uh, as we talked outside of uh, recording, is just Halloran, Halloran himself, death of Halloran versus non-death. Yeah, in the movie, <laughs> he gets stabbed with an axe in the chest. Yeah, rather unceremoniously. He yeah. shows up, yeah. hello, and then, and then that, was <laughs> that was all. Yeah. Uh, locking Jack in the pantry. Um, the pantry, the the overlook, let him out. Uh, I think in the, if I remember correctly, in the book, he's uh, it's Wendy who lets him out. No, no. no the overlook lets him out. Yeah, overlook lets, yeah the overlook lets him out. Mm -hmm. You don't see it explicitly. Yeah, yeah like the yeah. rocks turning. It was grating. Oh, I think it was grating. You're right. It was grating. Well, okay, yeah. So Grady, the difference, differences between Grady and and the uh, book Grady and and uh, uh, film Grady, film Grady. You know, we just know he went crazy, killed his family. Um, in the book, it's a little bit more like he, he's the the devil on uh, Jack's shoulder. In yeah. a way, but he was also the cartoon. Yeah. One crazy and killed his family. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some other differences? Uh, yeah, I mean, Grady in, in the book is an educated man. Yeah. He's a. Uh, that woman was like, he's uneducated. If we had an uneducated person, he would have been fine. Yeah. And, uh, essentially, I think he was an alcohol, an alcoholic, or had problems with his experience. Yeah. And uh essentially kind of like a lesser version of Jack. So they I mean I think the reason why they brought Jack on was because he was educated. Yeah. Also oh, because of Al. Yeah, and Al. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Woman state says it early on in the book that the main reason that you know, he believes that Jack would be okay at this position is because he is educated. He can get his mind busy uh with, you know, his writing or Etc. versus Grady, who was uneducated. He's like, that's why he went mad. Crazy also, that could have been the small one. Yeah. Like, oh, uneducated. That's why he went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then in, in both the book and the film, Grady is uh, a leader or something to that effect. Bartender slash waiter. I think Lloyd is a bartender. Well, Lloyd, I think, was a bartender. Yeah, but Grady is is like a waiter or something. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why every time I picture Lloyd, I remember that guy from John Wick too, the sommelier. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Would you like a which, tasting? Which one? Is it? <laughs> uh, from the the second one, where it's like, it's like I would like something Germany, like pulls up a shotgun and like shows the different handguns, weapons, and stuff like that. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I barely remember. <laughs> uh, but, but but yeah, he's he's uh, Grady is like an educated man, and in the movie he's like an English yeah. dignified man who speaks proper and everything like that. I think in the book he's kind of that way as well. Yeah. Um, uh, one other thing too, like the the ghosts always like unmask, unmask. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. was kind of like referring to Jack to like you know you're no longer you unmask and be one of us. 
it, I always thought of like every time they said that, I always thought of like you know, ah, 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 Different film, different stuff, but uh, you know, kind of the yeah. same concept, like the the entities of the Overlord. Kind of accepting Jack in a way. Yeah. Uh, well, just uh, pushing his ego quite a bit. That, yeah. That, that's not something you see too much in in film, uh, but in in book, like the the entities, like they feed Jack's ego. Yeah. Like they have a party. Well, and that was their way too of getting him to yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And then like one thing that. From the Kubrick film to this book, there was the elevator full of blood. That didn't happen, but instead it was like the rope mallet and the blood, uh, the brain spatters on the wall. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, the elevator going on and off, or going up and down by itself too, that yeah. was something that occurred in the book that they don't really talk about or they don't show in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the also the party, like finding party favors and streamers. In the, yeah, yeah, in the, the elevator. Mask. Yeah, yeah. The, mask. Uh, the ghost girls, they were in the movie. They were the not twins. The yeah. twins, yeah, not necessarily. They're not in the book. Yeah. I mean, it mentions um, it the, the girls, family, but, but not, yeah, not any, yeah. Like, those girls. Uh, the Danny's not here, Mrs. Owens doesn't have any book. The red rum situation, they never like put the two together like murder. Yeah. Which well, one? no, they do. No, they, they do. They do. No, they do. Yeah, they yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in the book, Danny is constantly trying to figure out what red rum is. That's, yeah. that's right, yeah. Yes, Wendy. Like, like you mean is. red drum? Like no, red yeah. rum. You know, like yo ho ho, me heart. Yeah, he asked the doctor who's examining him what red mm-hmm. rum is. Yeah, he doesn't know, so he's, you know, one of the things that kind of increases his intelligence is the drive to uh, understand what red yeah. rum is. Try reading books, learn how to read books. Yeah, and work and everything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so that's one thing. Like we do see major differences between book Danny. Film Danny, like Book Danny is he's ravenous. He, he needs he, like because he, he wants to learn. More. He wants to learn because at the same time he wants to be able to express and protect him. and protect you yeah. know protect Daddy and protect Mom. You know? Yeah, uh, which is quite outrageous. You know he's a five year old little boy. Yeah, and at the end, like uh, in the epilogue, the guilt he has. Oh yeah, about his dad dying. Like why couldn't he? Sometimes I wish it could have been me. Yeah, so like damn, he's five and he feels all that guilt. He's gonna need therapy. Yeah, I was like, Danny's gonna need a lot of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, <coughs> uh, like, how beat up Wendy was towards the end. And, like, they, uh, like, Halloran being their caretaker, you know, kind of like, yeah. Taking care of like, her. Because yeah. like, she had, like, the spinal injury, broken ribs. Yeah. I was really shocked that Wendy lived. I'll mm. be really honest. I honestly, I thought. For a moment, I was like, oh my god, Wendy's going to die, but Danny's going to end up with Halloran, is yeah. what I initially kind of was like, will it go that way? Because I, one thing I really do like is the importance of Halloran in the book. He, yeah. That, you know, he was literally like their lifeline. Mm-hmm. Had Danny not communicated, you know, come quick, come quick, you need yeah. to come now, they, they wouldn't have. And I know like one part that really kind of he met another person with a shiny suit. Yes, he did on the way over there. Yeah, yeah. Two, two more, two, two people. people, two more people. Two people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they're like that. That hotel has got some nasty business. Yeah. And 
I think there was one more thing. Oh, when Danny goes and gets all the clothes, and they're like, where's your mom's shoes? And he was like, we don't have time. And everyone's like, we got to go now. Like, they just knew, like, yeah. it's going to blow. And Jack was down there. And I was just yeah. like, this cool. Yeah. It was gut-wrenching towards the end. It really yeah. was. It's like bad. The, very bad. The husk of Jack. Because Wendy killed Jack. Like, when she drove the knife into him, like, all the way in. She's like, he should have been dead. Mm. Yeah. He should have been dead, but. But, again. So he killed himself with the malice. Yeah. Well, he killed himself. Like a, again, the last remnant. Yeah, <laughs> he's essentially a meat puppet. Yeah, he was just a meat yeah, he was a meat puppet at the end. Yeah, like, trying to uh, release the pressure. Yeah, yeah, but the the thing is, like, I, I think like the physical Jack died when like Wendy like put the knife through him, but then the the last essences of Jack, you know, or you know, the vestiges of Jack uh, that. Killed himself with a rope mallet, and is now just the overlooked meat puppet. You know, then so Jack was officially tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not something that you see in the in the in the film because, like, uh, he's literally just like frozen to death outside. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, the, the film is ends in a rather amusing <laughs> way. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like in a happyish note. Well, no, it it ends uh, with Danny essentially doing a uh, Looney Tunes <laughs> trick yeah. by double double like double, double backing, backing on it and like uh, yeah, tracks, you know, and then you know he kind of lives up to his uh, namesake of Doc, you know, and, you know essentially you know yeah. against Elmer Fudd looking dude, you know, <laughs> and, uh, hunting him down in the maze and everything and it's, it's almost like a comedic sort of thing. It's, a, it's an ironic thing. And I think yeah. that's why Stephen King was like, dude, you yeah. know, not what I was going for, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's, I, I, I like I like both versions. I like, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I kind of like Hubert's uh, ambiguity in a lot of things because... <laughs> he's, very, he's very much a realist as well because in life things don't always work out, right? No, and they good don't. Good doesn't always it's prevail. Like, yeah. The hero who wrote comes riding on his steed to save the day, Halloran, essentially doesn't always win. You know, he, he gets yeah. unceremoniously chopped in the heart with an axe, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I think Kubrick does that pretty well like, with his other films. Too. Yeah, um, but you know, King is a storyteller, right? He wants yeah. to give you a good well, ending. Even at the end, like Howard tells Danny, like the world doesn't love you; it just hates you, but he doesn't love you. So it's gonna be hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also like one thing too, like uh, Halloran always became a meat puppet for the Overlook too. At the, the end, yeah, at the end, when, when he, he's got when that, he's, 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 the mallet, like, like, he's getting that mallet. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. and he's but again, I think like he just was in a better. Uh, Place mentally than Jack was, and which yeah. is why I think he was also able to fight it off. Now, going off topic here a little bit, if y'all ever do want to see a version of it that's closer to the film, I don't know if y'all know of the version. I think it was made in '94, and it has David West. It has Rebecca D. Yeah, it was a mini series, and has Rebecca D. Mornay and uh, David Weber, and that was actually a closer version yeah. of the book. Because I think 
King directed those. Yeah, like, well, King, I think King had more say in that one. Yeah. When I think that was like, and a lot of people, like, it's, for me, it's like a little hidden gem, yeah. that version of it. You know, it's just, so if y'all ever, you know, I just want to put that out there because I think it's such an under, it's such an underdog remake, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> And so, yeah, that one I remember really enjoying that one. I, I don't have to watch. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. It's because like the croquettes in there, you know, the, they're physically much more um, correct. Yeah. Um, the hedges are in there. The topiaries in there. Um, it, it was just um, I, with as much as I have respect for the original, you know, that was the first one I saw even before reading the book. And just the for me. Yeah, like, like growing up, when I first saw <coughs> Shining, I always thought like it was just a film. I never knew that it was an actual book. Yeah. I, I thought like Stephen King was just like the guy who wrote this film. Yeah. Well, and that's not too far. Like, yeah. it, and I understand where people think that too, because Rose Red was one, yeah. and Storm of the Century was another one that he just wrote the screenplay for. So yeah, I can see that work. Yeah. So like in, in my mind, like. Jack Nicholson, Jack is yeah. always the prevailing version. So, like, actually sitting down, and again, this is uh, probably like the third time with The Shining. Uh, the just the stark differences of characters, like, and that's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that here's Johnny. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't in the. That's more like an homage to Johnny Carson. Yeah, 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 yeah. But by that point, I think like all of them were like. So strung out from Kubrick. Oh, especially with shows as well. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So for the next, uh, the next episode, we'll be talking about Toby, uh, unrequited love and like manic love. I'm excited for this one. Kind of thing. Yeah, and then uh, maybe down the line we'll we'll visit the sequel of The Shining, which would be interesting because I haven't read the book. I want to see and I haven't seen the film, the and I haven't read the book, so I'm going to read the book. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank See you, guys. you all next month. Bye. 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 <laughs> all right.